0: Good morning everyone, welcome to church today, great to see everyone, if you've not found a seat then I encourage you to do so, it's good to be in God's house today, welcome also to those who are online, glad that you're with us, hope you can stay all the way through uh, to the end of the service, um, so yeah it's good to be here, good to be in God's house, um, obviously with it being a holiday weekend there's a number of our kids away, so Treasure Kids is going to be quiet today, I think, guys, Um, uh, but yes, it's going to be good nonetheless. Um, So if you're able to, would you like to stand, and uh, we're going to pray, then we're going to worship God. And just so that you're aware, the first song that we're going to do uh, to to praise God this morning is actually one of the songs that we do in Treasure Kids. Um, So if you want to do the, the treasure kids actions and dances and stuff like that you know i was talking to the kids there by the way don't be don't be all shy adults but if the if the adults want to learn them as well we can soon teach you so um but just so that you're aware that's one of the kids songs so we're trying to kind of include uh, the kids in our worship time as well but um We can worship God in so many different ways and we're here to worship him this morning. Father, we're in your presence today. We've come to just bring glory to your name to honour the King of Kings in our gathering today. Father, to just come and worship you this morning with all that is within us. And Father, we just pray that You just your spirit would just move upon this congregation today. Move in our hearts, Father. Move amongst us, Father, whether we're here in the building or whether we've joined online. Father, whatever, Lord, we pray that your spirit would move. And Lord, we know that there are people who just need a miracle today, Father, people who need a touch in um, their body, in their, uh, their emotions, in their mind. Father, there are people who need miracles today. And Lord, we just pray that you'd come and that you'd move by your power. Move in your uh, awesome power today, Father, and that you would just accomplish the things which only you can do. And Father, we pray that you bring glory to your name. And Father, we just bring all these prayers and our petitions and requests to you with our thanksgiving today. And Lord, we know that when we do that, That peace which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Father, we just pray. Lord, I just have a sense, right even before we start this service, um, that, that there are people who need to experience the peace of God in this place today. And Father, we just pray that you'd help us to come and to unburden ourselves. Father, to cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. Father, to take those things which have been plaguing us and worrying us and, Lord, just to lay them at your feet. Father, there are some things which we don't have any control over. Lord, help us to just give those things to you today. And, Father, to just trust you. Lord, may we simply trust you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. 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 Let's worship God today. Just heard a, a message in tongues there. Um, and with every message in tongues that's given publicly, there needs to be an interpretation of that tongue as well. Um, we can use tongues in all sorts of ways and praise in our private times to build ourselves up, but when it's given publicly, there needs to be an interpretation. And I really feel that the interpretation uh, this morning is that we continue to walk in the light. Jesus came into this world as a light. And Isaiah prophesied that 700 years before when he talked about the people who live in darkness have seen a great light. And the encouragement is for us to continue to walk in that light, to walk in the light of his presence, to walk in the light of his precepts, and to walk in the light of his countenance just that look upon his face and we, we just sung in one of those songs there that we don't stand in our own righteousness, we stand in his righteousness and so we need to stay in the light because he is light he is the one who came into the world to be a light and the world doesn't understand the light but it can also overcome the light and the only way for darkness to increase is for us to not allow our light to shine. But the encouragement today is to stay in the light, stay in the light, stay in his presence, stay under his precepts, the things which he's commanded us to do and to keep in step with the spirit. I feel there are other things that I could share on top of that but I feel that's the interpretation that, or the essence of it today is to stay in the light the light of his presence and uh, the light of his His precepts and I just I don't know I just feel that it's so easy to allow areas in our lives to become areas where there's a shadow and for things just to lurk and to grow in the shadows and those shadows come into our lives Because we make choices that don't fall in line with the presence of Jesus in our lives. They don't fall in line with his precepts. We make choices. um, And those choices can be in relation to simple things. It can be choices in how we uh, relate to one another. Choices about whether or not we forgive someone. But as soon as we choose not to forgive or not to relate to somebody as a brother and sister in Christ. Then we allow... Uh, we allow the darkness to creep in and if we don't deal with that then it can have an impact on not only ourselves but it can impact on others and it can impact the church as well not just the local church but the church more wide wide, wide afield and I just want to encourage us to, to just take a moment to reflect on areas maybe in our lives even this week where we have stepped out of the light we've stepped into the shadow just to take a moment to reflect before we uh, send the kids out to treasure kids today let's just take a moment to reflect and just ask the holy spirit to come and search your heart and, and and just to bring you back into the light Father, it's so easy to get caught up in our own ways, our own thinking, our own minds, our own situations, the things that surround us immediately, whether it's people or situations or work, maybe a conflict that's going on. And Father, we can get engrossed in these things. And Father, in the process, we we step out of your presence, we step out of your light, we step out of the things which have told us to do and lord we, we just pray that you'd help us to to come back to that place lord your word says that when we confess our sins that he is faithful and just not only to forgive us but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and father we thank you that time and time again you give us that fresh start because of what jesus has done for us he has won our salvation he's won that uh, ability to have a relationship with you uh, for us and Lord we pray help us to step back into Lord, help us to step back into your purpose back into your presence and Lord we just pray for your forgiveness on things which we have said or thought or watched or done or even th- things that we should have done that we've not then Father we ask for your forgiveness today we pray over the church Lord I, I just pray healing over the church this church and your church more widely widely in this area of West Lothian. Lord, we pray for healing to to just flow into your church. Lord, it may be a place of wholeness, a place of peace, a place of your presence, a place of your power. And so, Father, we ask that you'd move. Move in us your body, the body of Christ here on earth, the, the hands and feet of Jesus. Father, we pray, move in us. Draw us back into the center. Keep us focused and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Help us, Father, because we get... We get waylaid sometimes and we're, we're weak sometimes. So just bring us back into that place. And I pray that over every person in this congregation today, every family in this congregation, those who have joined us online, those who may be listening to an audio recording later on. Father, whoever, Lord, we just pray over each one. Father, just draw us back into the center and keep us fixed and focused on you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Okay, time for the, the young people, the boys and girls, to go out to treasure kids. hope that you have fun, and uh, we'll see you back in a wee while later on. Now, let's just break for a wee second or two while the kids go out, um, and then we'll come back together again. normally there's a raucous noise and I can't get people settled down again but everybody's everybody's very quiet today have you noticed that everybody's very kind of like I don't know what it is there's a, there's a a chill in the air not a bad chill but a like chilled out chill in the air so um just so that you're aware um the big Christmas card that we're going to send to open doors is still up the back if you've not had a chance to sign that yet leave a message of hope uh, a message of encouragement and that will get sent to uh, persecuted brothers and sisters in Colombia via open doors an organization that we support Um, we support open doors financially monthly um, and uh, it's encouraging that we can be part of the solution to helping other people who are experiencing persecution for their faith Um, just next to the big christmas card there's information about shoeboxes and um, we work with Samaritan's Purse every year to take shoeboxes out to other parts of the world. And um, we'll be doing that again this year. And there's shoeboxes if you want to to take one. They're up the back there. I think it's a 50 pence donation for the shoebox if you're able to do that. If you're not, that's okay. Don't worry. Um, but just get involved. What's the deadline, Tracy? Where's Tracy? Where's she going? She's up the back there. Was it? 20th of November. Um, We'll do a proper announcement next week, but the, the shoeboxes are there for you to start taking them away and get them filled. You can do them online as well. We have had some people who've done uh, shoe, shoe boxes online. I said that wrong, didn't I, Robert? I can see you smiling. <laughs> but he's correcting me on my grammar all the time. He's the grammar police up the back. Um, um, just to also to let you know that this Monday and Tuesday, the prayer group groups which are normally on will be off. Um, So just so that you're aware of that, we we would normally meet online Monday, Tuesday, but that's off this week. However, the the normal groups that are on during the week as well, like uh, Treasure Kids, Oxygen, Treasure Tots, all that's back on again uh, this week. So just so you're aware of that. And advanced uh, notice again of... It's something that we've been thinking about for a while. On the 19th of November, it's a Saturday morning, 11 o'clock here in the church. We're going to have a, a service of thanksgiving uh, in the church. Um, and really, that's how we've decided kinda, to kind of phrase this, a service of thanksgiving, really to remember people that we've lost. Um, we, we have been through quite a challenging time over a number of years, losing people in the church um, to uh, To death, and we want to just take a moment to pause and really to remember those folks um, and that could be you know th- there 's been a lot of things that have happened in the life of the church in the life of this local congregation, not just people in the church but people who are part of this church have been affected by grief and bereavement over a number of years and it 's really just a moment to to just pause and t- to just take stock of that, to be thankful for people that we've lost. Um, and that can be generally, but also through COVID. We went through a horrendous time with COVID. We had losses in the church during that COVID time. And people weren't able to to be part of funeral services and to grieve in the way that we would normally do as we come together. And so there will be opportunity just to, to reflect on that um, and just a time for each of us to remember our own personal losses. Um, we've just been thinking about this for a while and it was like, when do we do something like this? But we just kind of feel that this is the right time to do it. So it's Saturday the 19th of November at 11am. In that service, we hope that there'll be uh, it'll be a, a place for all ages and there'll be things for uh, for each one to do. There'll be a time to reflect and to be quiet, a time to listen to scripture, maybe poems being read, a time... Uh, to, to do things tangibly, maybe maybe bring a photograph. We talked about having a memory tree where you can put uh, a message on a little card and put it on the memory tree just so that we can remember people that we love and who are close to us and have been close to us. And also just to reflect on God's word for a moment or two uh, and just to be encouraged through what the scripture says um, and also to worship together um, as a church. So that's what we're planning to do on the 19th um of november at 11, 11 o'clock in here um it, there is no pressure to be at something like this we know that grief is is a, a difficult thing to handle and we all deal with it in different ways and so there's no pressure to be at a service like this but it's there for people who feel that that will be helpful for them does that make sense yeah okay good uh thank you <laughs> um it's always difficult to kind of so how, how do you how do you kind of deal with stuff like this we, we don't always know how to deal with uh, bereavement and loss um, but I, I do think it's important that we face these things because it's part of life so so that's all the announcements for the moment i'm going to pray um and then we're going to come to god's word if that's okay Are we ready let's pray father we just pray that as we open up your word that you would speak to us holy spirit we ask that you would come and just bring light into our hearts, bring light to our understanding. And Father, we just pray that you would move amongst us as we open your word. We know that the Holy Spirit used people, inspired people to write the scriptures to start with. And Father, we know that we need the Holy Spirit to interpret scripture into our hearts and into our lives, not just as we read it and try to understand it, but Father, as we put it into practice. your holy spirit helps us just to 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 be what you want us to be it's not just a, a faith about knowledge but father it's a faith about works and so lord we ask us that you'd help us to know how to put our faith into practice so that we may understand who you are and lord we just ask that you bless the ears of everyone who hears this message today and bless the mouth of the speaker father that things which are said would be what you want to say in this place today in jesus name we ask amen so the title of what I want to share today is Run With Understanding. Last week we talked about uh, running to win. We, we looked at the whole uh, marathon race and uh, just some things, some thoughts around that. And we talked about running to win. Today it's about run, running with understanding. Run with understanding. And this is the verse that I want to share with you. It's from Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. It says, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have A full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Be active in sharing your faith. And in the process, we gain an understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. And I've just highlighted some words in that verse there for us right at the start. To be active is to be energetic, to be effective. The word sharing is actually the the Greek word that's used in interpreted fellowship. I'm not sure if you've come across that before. The word koinonia, it means fellowship. And I've described fellowship as intimate partnership. It's when we're involved in something together. Some translations use the word communication or communion. It's about what we communicate to others. So when it talks about sharing your faith, there's a communication involved. And we'll think about that a little bit more in a second. And understanding is Maybe fairly obvious, but it's just really having a precise and correct knowledge. So we want to have a knowledge of a precise and correct knowledge of every good thing we have in Christ. And so that's where we're going to go today. There are other passages in the New Testament, for example in Ephesians 1.17, where Paul says this I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So, as he's beginning to write to the Ephesians, he says a similar thing. Again, in Philippians chapter 1 verse 9, he says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So, as we put our faith into practice, our knowledge and our insight grows. And that was Paul's prayer. And then in Colossians 1 9 it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Are you getting the idea here? Paul's wanting people to grow in their knowledge and understanding of who God is, of the faith, and every good thing that we have in him. But let's just come back to Philemon chapter 1, verse 6, which is up on the screen. My first recollection of this verse, where it first impacted me, where I felt God first spoke to me through it, was when we were working with an organization called Teen Challenge. Does anybody remember the big blue bus? A few people remember the big blue bus. If you don't, here's a picture of us on the big blue bus. Mary's in the driving seat. (laughs) She can't drive, but Mary's in the driving seat. Let me just tell you, okay? Um... And this is when we were, well, I say we, I was first struck by this verse way back then. Um, And it it was really about making sense of our faith through sharing it. The whole idea was that you had to do something. You had to be active in sharing your faith. And as you did that, you grew in your understanding. You had to be in it to win it, as, as they say. You had to be sharing your faith in order to understand what your faith was. And I remember back in those days, when I had black hair. Um, it's a long time ago. And we would take the bus out into the Bathgate steel yard. I don't know if you know that area in Bathgate, the pedestrian area. And we would drive this big bus. I would drive this big bus into the, the steel yard. And we'd set up shop and we'd open the bus for anybody who wanted to come on. Um, and I remember one night, there was two guys who were absolutely... They, they, were, they had been drinking a lot, Okay. <laughs> And they were having a go at one another. And me, being me, stood in the middle of these two guys who were having a go at one another. Because um, I'm like, I need to witness to these guys as if that was going to happen on that night. Eh? They would not have wor- worked out one single thing I was saying. And we managed to get them separated. And a minute or two later, no, I think we actually managed to have a chat with them. But a little while later, they, they ended up going down the street and they were in a doorway fighting again. And I started to go down to stop them from fighting again. And I thought, do you know what? Let's just leave it. I have never been so glad of making that decision because just as I said, I'll just leave it, and turned around, the police van drove up beside them and huckled the both of them into the van. And I'm thinking, if I had been there, I'd have been huckled into that van as well. And I'd be like, it was the B officer. A big boy did it and run away. Um, But we also took the bus out into Whitburn here locally. Um, And I don't know if you can see that in the picture. Um, you can see just down the other side of the cross uh, on, on the road to Armadale there. And we used to park it in there. But when, when you, it was just, I kind of, do you remember that? When it was just dirt there. And we used to park the bus there. And it was a great opportunity for our young people to get involved in something, to, to get involved in sharing their faith, telling people about Jesus. And it really became something that we did as part of our mission as youth at the time. And, it, it, you know, this, this kind of makes me think, that actually, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in our own race. Just to come back to that theme about running the race, you know, run to win last week, run with understanding is where I want to go this week. And we can be so caught up and running our own race that we forget that there are other people that we need to get alongside and encourage to run the race as well. And some people, some people, you know, they're, they're just not even at the starting line yet. They've not even began to run any sort of Christian race. And uh, I want to suggest today um, that our mission as a church is to invite others to come to the starting point of the race, to begin a race, to begin this spiritual journey. And, you know, it doesn't matter, I'm going to put this up on the screen, it doesn't matter whether you're going across the way or across the world. This is our mission. This is our mission. This is the church's mission is to tell other people about Jesus and to introduce them to Jesus and for us to be transformed by Jesus and to grow in our faith. And it doesn't matter if that's across the other side of the world or if it's just across the street or maybe even across the table when you're sitting in the house. It doesn't matter. This is our mission as the church. And I want to suggest that as we begin to get involved in the mission of the church we begin to understand what God has done for us. And that's what I want to focus on um, for a little while. I think the question I would ask is how much, how much do we desire to see others come to a saving knowledge of Jesus? Are we hungry for it? Or are we all saying, no, I'm actually quite satisfied. I'm working out my own salvation and I'm just getting on with it and i'm trying to work out how to stay in the light and not allow the darkness to creep into my heart and all this kind of stuff and we spend so much time needing to be ministered to that we forget sometimes that we need to be ministers to others do you know in ephesians chapter 4 and i'll just mention this briefly it talks about apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers we we use this term the fivefold ministry. But actually, the job, if you read this scripture, the job of those people, those people that Jesus has gifted to the church, is to prepare the saints for works of service. And the word that's used there is actually ministry, to be God's ministers in the world. So the job of the pastor and the apostle and whoever else is to teach and to equip the church to be ministers. We are all ministers. I'm looking out at people who are not wearing dog collars today, right? It's not about dog collars. It's not about positions. It's not about titles. It's about saying, there's a mission to win the world here, and God has asked me to be a part of that, and I'm going to take that seriously. And that's why we were on that bus, is because we took it seriously. God has got a job for us, and we want to get involved. And so when it comes to Sharing, we, we use this word evangelism, and people get scared by the word evangelism because they think it's all to do with evangelists, but really it's about sharing our faith, and we need to dig in to, to, to sometimes be able to do that, to know how to share our faith. We do that by praying, praying for understanding, as we've talked about this morning, learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. We do it by reading. We read the Bible. We read books. We read podcasts. We listen to podcasts and articles. We listen to teachers teachers. We listen to people who disagree with us. Who's good at listening to people who disagree with them? Mary's good at listening to people who disagree with them. She loves everyone all the time. But we need to listen to people who disagree with us because they have a different point of view from us. And if we don't understand where they're coming from and understand their point of view, how will we know how to share our faith? Being active and sharing our faith is about putting ourselves out there, It's the place where we need to depend on God. And who loves to be in that place where you go, help, I don't know what to do here. I'm dependent fully on God. Who loves being in that place? Okay, that's nobody. Okay, nobody likes being in the place where you're out there and you need to depend on God. But that's the place where I think the power comes. You know, it's so easy to live an insular Christian life and get on with me and my small corner. But we don't grow when we're doing that. It's not until we step out of the corner and it's somebody else's corner that we begin to actually understand what our faith is about. And it it definitely can push us out of our comfort zone. And I think to understand the passage that we're looking at today, there are three areas that I want to just touch on briefly, and I'll put them up on the screen. The first is witnessing, the second is welcoming, and the third is working. Let's look at the first one first. And it says this in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Always be prepared to give a reason. Some people think that faith is not something that you can have reason to have. It's like science and reason. the material world and then there's faith which is airy fairy and for silly people that's what some people think but that's not true we can have a reasoned approach to our faith we can have a reasoned approach to people's objections to faith as well be ready think things through know your own story christianity is experiential it's not something that you put in a wee box and you bring out on a Sunday. It's something that we do. And if we're not doing faith, if we're not doing Christianity, then I would question, and so does James, who wrote the book of James, he would question whether your faith was actually legit. If you're not put into practice, don't say you've got faith, right? If it's not working its way out in your life, in everyday life, don't say you've got faith. That's what James says, not me, okay? Just in case. And, uh, I was struck by this verse again and I've I've been challenged by this. I remember sharing my faith with somebody when I was at college and I actually look back on that time and I regret what I said to this man on one occasion. And I'll not go into all the details of that but I just thought, I did not speak to that man with gentleness and with respect. I did not speak to that man with gentleness and respect. And I look back at that time and I think I'd never want to be in that place where I mistreat somebody just through me trying to share my story and share my faith. And it made me think about, you know, some, sometimes we have these experiences, don't we? And I actually thought about the times where maybe people are so zealous that they don't think about how they're sharing their faith. And it made me go online and do a little search. And I searched angry preacher. That's what I'd searched for. I searched for angry preachers. I was like, I wonder if there's any angry preachers on the internet. Lo and behold... There was an angry preacher on the internet and I watched this video and I'm like, oh my word, this guy said all this with a camera in public and it's online. And I, I actually can't even begin to tell you how uncomfortable I felt about the way this preacher was speaking to his congregation. And uh, I was like, oh my goodness. And he, he was really going for it. He was calling people out for uh, sleeping in the service. And for not attending often enough. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then he got off on something about what was happening up the back in the, the video room. Um, and he was giving this guy in the video room a hard time. And I'm like, I'm thinking of all our wonderful guys up there at the back the, who doing media and camera. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I, I think you guys are doing a great job. So be encouraged. I'll not do what this angry preacher did to you, <laughs> to you guys. I'm like, how, how, how are we coming across? It's like, I look at that and I think, I actually downloaded that video because I'm going to use that to show people how not to do things, okay? If you want to learn how not to do something, watch this, okay? But the, the reality is that we need to be able to share who we are, and the, the, the reality is that all of our lives, all of who we are, is a witness to Jesus. I've heard someone say this, and I'm going to just listen to something this week, uh, and I'm going to put it up on the screen in a little second, Jesus asked we're thinking about how we relate to other people okay and we can think about sharing our faith as being us doing all the talking right jesus asked 307 questions if you read the gospels jesus asked 307 questions he was asked 183 and he directly answered three <laughs> think about how we articulate our faith i'm going to put it up on the screen Because for me, I found that fascinating. Jesus asked, he asked 307 other people, 183 questions he was asked, and he only answered three directly. And I feel it's so important to develop an ability to listen and to listen without judgment. And that's really hard. And I know because I try to put that into practice in all sorts of situations to listen without judging. The problem is when we're listening to things and it's different from what we agree with, we're immediately thinking about how we're going to answer that rather than actually listening to the person speaking to us. It's hard to listen, isn't it? Especially when the red mist comes down. It's like... It's amazing how you lose the ability to listen when the red mist comes down. And we can get really heated in some of our discussions. But that, I don't think, is the way that Jesus did things. And I think these days, if there's a problem with disagreement, it's this, that people mistake disagreement with judgment. People mistake disagreement with judgment. You are perfectly at liberty to disagree with me, okay? It's okay if you want to be wrong, okay? (laughs) You're at liberty to disagree with me. No, I'm only kidding. But people are allowed to disagree with you. You're allowed to disagree with me. I'm allowed to disagree with you. But it's how we deal with the disagreements. It's how we articulate that. And it's how we actually sometimes receive that. And these days, I'm really concerned that people do not receive criticism, do not receive uh, disagreement-type conversations very well and feel that they're being judged by that person. That's what we're seeing in our media these days. And it's really unhealthy. We should be able to speak our minds, but do it with gentleness and respect. I think sometimes the difficult questions can stop us from sharing our faith. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, I'm not going to talk about this because I don't know how to answer that question. I would say, find out the answer to the question. Listen to the disagreement and find out the answer to the question and go back. There are many difficult questions in life and I think the, the, the biggest for me is, is, is if God is a good God and a God of love, why does he allow suffering? It's not why is there suffering in the world. That's an easy question to answer. The, the, the more difficult question is why does God, answer, God allow suffering in the world? And it's a hard question to answer. And when you're faced with somebody asking that question, how would you answer that question? How would you answer that question? I've had to answer that question many times now. And it's a hard question to answer but we need to think through actually what is God doing in this world and what is God like? How do we deal with people of different faiths? People who are asking questions about the existence of God, about gender and sexuality these days. And the most important question, did Adam have a belly button? (laughs) Think about it. Okay. Some people are looking a bit blank. You need to think a wee bit more about it, okay? Um, Think about the difficult questions. How are we going to articulate our faith? How are we going to share our faith? And are we doing it with gentleness and respect? The second thing is to be welcoming. And specifically in this case, Paul's writing to a man called Philemon about another man called Onesimus who had been his slave. And Onesimus had done something in the past to offend and to upset and to to give reason to leave Philemon. And Paul's saying that Onesimus has become a believer and he's now useful to you and he's useful to me. And I'm really encouraging you to accept him back in. And this is what Paul says later on in that chapter. He says, so if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. Welcome him as you would welcome me. I don't know about you. we, We all kind of probably think about this in our own way. But it's so easy to welcome people that we like. It's so easy to welcome people who we respect. It's so easy to welcome people who look like us, dress like us, sound like us, smell like us. Do you know, I remember going back to those days in Japan, being on that train, going to work in the morning, and you could tell that people didn't eat the same things that I had the night before, okay? It's roasting outside, everybody's, like, overheating and you know what happens when you overheat and the smells that happen when you overheat and then you go into an air conditioned train and it's freezing cold inside and all it's like all the smells just go and they just settle on you and I remember making a comment about some of these interesting smells on one occasion somebody said to me well you guys smell like milk and cheese <laughs> because of the things we eat we have a particular smell and you don't notice it. I don't notice it because we're so accustomed to our own smell that we don't notice it. And we could go off in all sorts of tangents here, as I'm thinking. But we're not going to do that, okay? But the point is, it's easy to welcome people who look like us, dress like us, sound like us, etc., etc., etc. So easy. But it's hard to welcome people who are not like us, or people who have offended us, or people who we disagree with. But we need to welcome. Everybody, especially in the church. And I think this is where the rubber hits the road. It's easy to live a Christian life when everything's going well. It's so easy. It's when things are not going well and how we respond in the circumstances that actually makes a statement without words about what this faith actually means to you. How are we responding in the challenges? How are we responding in the difficulties with the difficult situation or the difficult person? It's about acting contrary to the world's systems and expectations. And I think that says more sometimes than our words do. I think it is about accepting our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think it's so important in the church. I've been praying a lot for the church recently. Not just the church here, but the church more widely in West Lothian and across our nation. Because I feel that there needs to be a healing in the church. God needs to do something fresh in the church to bring healing. And I think it's so important because we're thinking about being a witness here. And this is what Jesus said. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Love one another. That's really easy to say. But when stuff's going on, It's a lot less easy to put into practice. Love one another. But it's by this that all people will see that we are disciples of Jesus. Lastly, in working. People encounter Christians all the time. Everyday folks like you and I. People encounter you and I every day. People encounter Christians all the time. People encounter church. People maybe visit the church. and A warm welcome if you're visiting today. People encounter the church locally, but also nationally on Facebook and social media and YouTube and television, 4.2 billion people tuned in to watch the Queen's funeral. People were encountering church, but what I want to suggest today is that people need to encounter Jesus. We need to introduce people to Jesus because it's his power that can change a life, not ours. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses nineteen to 20, Paul says this. He talks about his incomparably great power for us who believe, and that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms. That same power is the same power which Jesus wants to work in us today. The same power. And it's his power that transforms. It's his power that heals it's His power that saves. And in the process of being conduits of His power, we understand every good thing we have in Christ. Just as we draw things to a close today, it's only as we live to learn to give away to others from a servant heart that we truly understand the nature of Christ and our calling in Him. The disciples were arguing amongst themselves as they were on the way to Jerusalem. What were they arguing about? I'm better than you. No, 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 no. I'm better than you. Ah, but we were up in the Mount of Transfiguration. I'm definitely better than you. I'm in the in crowd. I'm in Jesus' wee special gang. No, 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 no. But remember when we fed the 4,000 and the 5,000 and but and, and it's like all this bickering's going on about who's most important. And they're like, Jesus, like, guys, you've missed the point here. He says the point is that if you want to be the leader in the church, you've got to be the servant. And it's only people who serve that actually lead in the church. And Jesus is an example. He says in the Bible that he came not to be served, but to serve, to serve others. And we need to serve others as well. And it's only as we begin to do this that we understand our faith, that we understand our calling from him, and that we grow in that. And it's only in running this race with understanding that we actually do begin to fully understand the things that Christ has for us. And I think that what we say and what we do needs to match up. It's so easy to talk about faith and talk about the right things to do, but unless you do it, then when that doesn't match up with that, people go, church is full of hypocrites. And they're right. Because if that doesn't match that, if what you say doesn't match what you do, if the people look at the church and they say, they all hate each other, they're all dividing against each other, they're all here, there, and everywhere, well, they've got a point. Because Jesus said, by this shall all people know that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. A lot easier to say than to do. And Paul, just as I finish off, he says this in Ephesians when he's writing to them, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. So the rooted and established in love is causing us to have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. We want to be filled with God. But we've got to put it in a practice. We don't get the filling and then the practice. We get a measure and then we practice. And then we get another measure and we practice. And then we get another measure. And we continue to grow in the faith. We begin in faith. We're deepened by love. And we grow in knowledge. The question is, what are you going to decide? What's your choice? How are you going to live today, this week, with all that comes into your life this week? When... This message is long forgotten, which for some people will be in two minutes' time. I'm only kidding. But when this message is forgotten, and it will get forget, forgotten, maybe, maybe part of it will come back to, the, to our memories. When we're in a situation, we go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Words and actions need to line up. The presence of Jesus in my life and the precepts of Jesus in my life need to come together so that I stay in the light. And don't allow the the shadows to creep into my heart and to grow and to fester there. And for bad things to, to grow in my life. It's as we put it into practice that we begin to understand. It's not just about sharing our faith using words. It's about sharing faith using our whole lives. And witnessing and welcoming others and the outworking of our faith. And seeing the power of God coming into people's hearts let's just pray as we draw our time to a close today and father we, we just come to you because lord we know that we can't do this in our own strength as we listen to what jesus taught the people on the mountain and father that teaching comes to us today and we call it the sermon on the mount father as we think about jesus words we realize we just can't do this in our own strength we can't do it in our own strength we just don't have the resources. Because, Father, we have this old nature that's fighting against us called the sinful nature. And, Lord, it wrestles with where we want to do good. And, and, Lord, we don't do the good that we want to do. And, and Father, when we want to think the right thoughts, and we don't, and, and, Father, we realize we fall short. But, Father, we thank you that we stand in the righteousness of Jesus. We thank you that we can be clean, that we confess our sins to you, that you make us whole. And, Father, that you have promised to give us life and life to the full. And so, Lord, we pray, help us to enter into life in all its fullness. Lord, as this day progresses, as this week progresses, Father, help us to stay in that place where we're in your gaze, when we're in the light, and Father, we pray, help us to be witnesses—not just with the things that we say, not just in trying to understand the arguments and to to bring reasoned approaches. That's important, but Father, with our whole lives, help us to demonstrate Your love to a watching world. And Father, we thought about this last week. Lord, it's not just about people; it's about a spiritual world that's looking on. And Father, some in that spiritual world want to oppose the church and to bring death and destruction to the church. But Father, we thank you that you have come to give us life and life in all its fullness. We thank you that that's the ministry of Jesus, to give us life and life in all its fullness. And Lord, we pray, help us to walk in light and in life this week. Lord, I just pray a blessing on every person who's here today, every person who's online. Father, every family, Lord, upon this church and the church across this area of West Lothian, we pray, Father, may the life of the Holy Spirit flow in us and through us. And, Father, may we know your presence. And may we grow in our understanding, grow in our knowledge, grow in our faith. Father, as we share who you are and what you've done for us. Father, we thank you for each story. Every person in here has a story today. Our Lord, we pray that you'd help us to articulate our stories in a way that brings glory to you. And Father, as we th- sung in that song uh, at the end of our time of worship together, at least our time of praise together anyway, Father, we thought about in, in these things you get the glory. And Father, it's, it's in the miracles, it's in the breakthroughs, it's in these things that you get the glory. And Father, we just ask that you would be glorified in your church in this day and age. moving power we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, the Lord bless you and have a, a great week. And uh, if you're needing help with anything, just, you know where we are, just give us a wee shout.